Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us, the 11 and a half of you that are still listening. Uh, thank you very much. Last week, we had a couple of guests on, and they're from the Agoras Nexus, and Agoras Nexus is an official sponsor of the Use Guys in That podcast. Please check them out if you're a free thinker, you're really into either, you know, gardening or you want books you want to educate yourself that's the right place to go and get into contact with like-minded individuals such as ourselves jeremiah or sal the agorist dags on there all of our friends are on there fantastic people check it out agorasnexus.com so big week real exciting we do have a big announcement the big announcement is there's going to be a mutual sponsorship spot on this show which will be announced next week uh, between us and someone else. Very excited for that. Very excited. Uh, but in the meantime, now some of you might be wondering, um, horse pornography, where you've seen a bestiality with horses fucking people. Wait, okay. who is <laughs> What? I'm wondering now. Why are we talking about horse fucking? Have Rogan fucked a horse and got over COVID, you guys. You didn't oh. read the article? I he had sexual intercourse with a horse and that's why he's healthy again and people are hiding this fact that if you fuck a horse you could get over the rona like todd's gay soap in your asshole only you're at you're deep in the asshole of the horse or did i get the story wrong i got the story wrong didn't i yeah, no, uh, yeah. Joe, joe rogan did not have sex with a clydesdale named clip clop <laughs> it, <laughs> okay, so I got that really wrong. Here I came all fired up to talk about horse fucking with Joe Rogan, knowing that he was a deviant from the beginning. But I, I guess I, I guess I have to look for more ammo. I got that totally wrong. So Rogan got into a, into a bit of a, a bit of a disagreement with uh, CNN apparently. So, I'm sorry, kids, stop laughing about the horse. <laughs> now, now she's thinking about horse fucking. Oh. Yeah, I can't. I clip clop. That was yeah. uh... <laughs> smooth baseline. <laughs> oh man, and we have Chris for the baseline. How about we that? We do. I was just gonna say that. Yeah. So if anybody has heard, Joe Rogan got the Rona, and since he's such a Chad and an alpha male and a badass, he got over it by taking horse medicine and drinking lots of water like what was his name fredo corleone the other guy the jerk off that just got fired for being governor what the fuck is that guy chris cuomo yeah that guy fredo corleone remember he said he fought the rona by breathing like he thought about breathing in his basement well joe rogan went a little bit deeper and he took horse medicine okay and he defeated the rona. yeah so this uh, this is this is in the gonna be in the show notes ladies and gentlemen so it starts with Joe Rogan went after Jim Acosta and CNN for claiming that ivermectin, a controversial anti-parasite drug the podcaster used to treat COVID-19, is a horse dewormer. Well, 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 if it is an old horse worm, Rogan's guest Tom Segura cracked on Tuesday's episode, referring to the outrage Rogan sparked by taking ivermectin despite warnings against the drug from public health officials. Rogan appreciated Segura's quip and responded by asking, bro, do I have to sue CNN over their coverage of his coronavirus treatment? The question is, Chris was telling us about this prior to the show. What are people not understanding about this medicine, Christopher, that, that you know, apparently Jim Acosta has a problem with it? So what they're not getting, like they like so and they're obviously like calling it a horse dewormer to discredit Joe Rogan. 
uh, and to make it sound worse than what it is, but there's multiple applications for ivermectin, some of them formulated for humans, mind you. Uh, and Joe Rogan did, in fact, get his ivermectin from a doctor. It was prescribed to him. Like, he yeah. got it from a doctor. Like, people, like, like the ivermectin, that's a horse dewormer. It's like a fucking paste that you pick up at, like, tractor supply or something. So it's not like, it's not like Joe Rogan just went to the local tractor supply and just started munching on horse dewormer paste. <laughs> like, Jesus fucking Christ, man. Like, this, like, I believe. What if it the, works? The company that made. The uh, the medication formulated for humans that won like a Nobel Prize in 2015. That's impressive for for, for their medication. Uh, you know, for its anti-parasitic qualities. I okay, so say. okay, but if we're going to use le the legitimacy of the Nobel Prize as exigence here, it's like we've talked shit about the Nobel Peace Prize because they gave it to Obama after he drone struck a ton of people. So it's like, are we is it are we upholding its legitimacy when it comes to medication and treatment? Or are we just tossing that out completely or something in between? Hi, my name's Brian. I like to make Chris sound like an asshole. Mid no, 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 no. This isn't personal. This is purely for Listen, like if they award a legitimate question, if they award a peace prize to a politician, know that it's horseshit. <laughs> well, yeah. OK, but it's like, do you for think that's like the entire it's a little more understandable. There's more nuance to it, but but if we're if we're playing by their rules and it's their prize, if they want us to recognize the legitimacy of this right? organization so and they're saying ivermectin's bullshit. OK, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, you know, we have to play by their rules to make validity to our claims or, you know, so on and so forth. But I got gotcha. still. So, like I said. Ivermectin isn't just a horse dewormer. It's got mul a multitude of applications, and, and there's some of it's formulated for humans, and then, like I said, there's this stuff that's formulated for, you know, a horse, which is, like, it comes in, like, paste form. So, like I said, it's not like Joe Rogan just went to Tractor Supply and was like, <laughs> like, give me a fucking Charleston Chew Ivermectin horse dewormer flavor. <laughs> you know, that, that isn't how it works. He's just running around tractor supply with this paste foaming in his mouth and fucking putting people in Kimuras and arm bars doing jujitsu <laughs> to the Patriots. And he's like, I'm back then. And he's just tackling people. <laughs> Got this crazed look in his face. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it, it, it's crazy the ner the narrative that, that spurred up around this since Joe Rogan said it. Because yeah. Everybody, for some reason, like totally fucking well, everybody on the left totally fucking hates Joe Rogan, even though he kind of is a lefty. Sure. Um, in, in a lot of regards anyways. But it, it was just like like a prime example would be the article that Rolling Stone put out talking about how in Oklahoma that the the ICU was so overrun by people overdosing on ivermectin that people with gunshot wounds had to wait in line to get treatment and it's like number one is like gun violence really that bad in oklahoma like is oklahoma compton 2.0 and, no, and no one knows like, how to triage patients like like the last night like other than oklahoma city isn't oklahoma pretty fucking rural yeah yeah there's there's a lot going on as far as like you know bad weather and shit like that and yeah yeah that's where the like, government put all like, our native americans after taking everything rolling stone ever. totally didn't vet their source no like like the quote-unquote doctor that they got their information from was like contracted and hadn't even worked for the hospital he was referring to for months 
and, and like that one of the hospitals that they were talking about, like pretty much came out and said, like, this is totally fictitious. Like we haven't treated anybody for ivermectin overdose. And it's funny because fucking Rachel Maddow like retweeted it and was running with it. And it's like, how irresponsible of you? Like none of them, it's, it's all their confirmation bias, you know, like it, it yep. feeds into their confirmation bias. So they don't give a flying fuck about whether it's right or not. And, and, the, mm-hmm. and none of them have retracted it. That's the crazy thing. Like the doubling wrong. down. It's, yeah. yeah. They're doubling well, no, down. Could... Like they got fucking egg on their face. Like you're lying. You all got caught lying. Mm-hmm. You're all lying pieces of shit. Yep. And and you just won't admit it. And it's it, the corporate press is truly indeed the enemy of the people. Agreed. Yeah. Many. Agreed. I, I, you know, here's, rant over. <laughs> no, no, no. And, and the, the rant is accepted and valid. I, what I can't understand, too, is like I know that Angel and I uh, watched this when Segura was talking to him on the same because I don't subscribe to Spotify. I'm not downloading another app. I know all of you do, and that's fine. I'm one no, of these. I got rid of the I'm Spotify. one of these fucking fuddy duddies who downloads all of his music on his I, phone I and Spotify I because they fuck over music artists. Anyway. This is true. This it's, is it's true. like music industry 2.0 is all it is. Well, it, well, yeah, I feel even better about my decision, but yeah. I was watching one of the clips and I know that Angel saw it where Segura and Joe were talking about how people are pissed that they're not sicker, like they're more like more sick, like, you know, they want them to pay for not yeah. being a vaccine or speaking out against the narrative. That's like, well, compassionate left for you. Well, man. I feel like otherwise they're like, well, then why the fuck did I do this? And it's like, I don't know. Like, why didn't like, you think question. of something on your own and like make a decision that wasn't based on what everybody else told you you should do? Yeah. Like, I'm, it's not easy. It's really not because you got to deal with people that are just as, if not even shittier than you, that try to ostracize you for making a choice for what to do with your body. And it's just, it doesn't feel good, but it's like, if you just stop caring what other people fucking say, because it's not their decision and not their life, it gets a lot better. It's awesome. But it's like, I'm sorry, because you can't undo that. Like you did something permanent to your body based on what everybody else said you should do. And there's no going back from that. No, there isn't. And I, I fully acknowledge that, but here, well, let's take, this was kind of off topic, but speaking of of your body, your choice and agency, what the fuck is going on in Texas? What What, did you expect to happen in Texas? I don't know. Leaving people alone. I don't know what happened, but I, okay. That's like what, that's what, okay. Because I mean, it's been a while since I've really focused on these kind of things, but I mean, Texas is a pretty conservative state, correct? Well, like I don't even pay attention to abortion news because here's the thing. First of all, I don't fucking care. Well, no, secondly, somebody's going to get it done one way or the other. <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. That baby's going to get killed one if, way or the fucking other. Okay. Don't even, would you rather have it done in, 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 in a medical theater or would you rather have it done on some alleyway by Joey uh, Bag of Donuts and his friend Frank the Tube? Or okay, so make make the same argument for drugs, like heroin. It's like, it, I mean, it's all, it's like a larger systemic problem. But no, so the, the interesting thing for me, though, is it's like, the, it's I don't know if you'd call it horseshoe theory or what, because it's like, on the left, you're like, generally, like if you're bundling it, like most people like cable, if you're subscribing to one side and abiding by all of their beliefs, it's like the left is like, yeah, 
you could you should let people choose to have an abortion if they want because it's their body but everybody needs this fucking vaccine and it's a requirement and then everybody on the right's like oh fuck that vaccine but you're not getting an abortion i don't care and it's just like how does any of this make sense but it doesn't and it's not supposed to but like i don't know it's interesting what i've been thinking of this week is like how much of this is like purely intentional and how much of this is literally just like consequences of decisions that were made such a long time ago that nobody could have like foreseen that nobody knows how to do anything about. And I'm sure it's a mixture of the two, but it's almost impossible to differentiate sometimes. And I don't think it's worth the time and effort to differentiate sometimes if the outcome is the same, no matter what, but it's hard. So you're not allowed to have an abortion now up to what? Like it's the, they have the heartbeat law. So like, Basically, anything like I think is like six weeks or after, like Plus, you, you cannot no have an abortion in Texas. And most and, people don't find out before that time. So it's like right. by the time they find out they're pregnant, it's like, oh, sorry, too late. Like, yeah. So what about the neighboring states? Because we should open an abortion clinic in like Louisiana or New Mexico or Oklahoma, who has terrible uh, rates of gunshot homicide, apparently up there. That they're running out of shit. Um, Even worse, ivermectin, though. Right. Yeah, right. Ivermectin and gunshot wounds. Jesus. Man. I mean, when you think Oklahoma, you don't think tornadoes. You think ivermectin, <laughs> well, and, gun- ivermectin and gunshot wounds. Yeah. Jesus Christ on the cross. I, um, I don't understand what the problem is. If somebody wants to murder their kid inside their belly, they should be allowed to. Yeah, they should be. We don't have to like it. Well, Nobody has thing, to like it. The thing that I find I- ironic about it is it just so happens to be like that crowd that says you know like my body my choice but when Mm -hmm. it comes to the vaccine they're all about vaccine mandates and it's like you're such a fucking hypocrite because you can't say that you're pro-choice and for vaccine mandates and i know people will be like oh it's different no it isn't it's a question of bodily autonomy absolutely absolutely that's that's the root of both of them it's bodily autonomy um and whether you agree with you know, abor- when it comes to abortion, whether you agree with it on a moral level is irrelevant. Right. I agree that you're, you're, you hit the nail on the head. And that's the thing. It's that that um, absence of logical consistency with the argument. Mm-hmm. I, it, it's it is an absolute. It's an app. No, it's, it's an absolute. Well, Either it's, Honestly, it's nobody else's fucking business. I like, agree. If somebody to wants to with. have an abortion. Yep. It's nobody's business. It's between that person and whoever they go and pay to have the abortion. With. Agreed. Like nobody else needs to know, you know, it's nobody's no. business. Like nobody should be making laws about it and, any, and anything else. You I know? agree. It, it's ridiculous. Well, how about this one? Let's try this one on a uh, lady and gentlemen of all the conservatives that despise uh, abortion, a woman's right to choose to do what she wants with her body. Mm-hmm. How many of those conservatives are lining up to say, I'm going to give you money if I can adopt the baby, if I can, if I can keep that your baby, I, there has to be a minute percentage of them, right? <laughs> They're not lining up. I, that's my favorite part, too, is, you know, even no matter how pro-life, if you're really pro-life, and I don't consider myself pro-life or pro-choice, I'm pro-mind my own fucking business, as the boss said. Um, but if you really believe it's this, to have. it's, a, it's, 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 uh, and, you know, the morally Chef's superior. Face. Yeah. Yeah. You Turn should definitely out. mind your own business. But if, if somebody is like in harm's way, you should probably try and help them. Well, sure. And, you know, but the thing is, is like I hear a lot of the conservative types 
who want to ban this sort of thing completely. Not even if it's like it's it's a human life. Once you know, my was it mitosis or meiosis, whichever whichever one it is, when the splitting of the cell happens, mm-hmm. well, that's when God gives it a soul. Okay, now we're we're putting God in the middle of science and evolution and we're not going to do that because we're not fucking idiots and this isn't you know massachusetts in 1658 we're not going to play games with the devil and all this goofy yeah, shit like, going on I, I, I must have missed the bible passage where it says once the cells split that god put a soul in that baby <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah, that's the new is that in psalms is that, like where is that <laughs> uh, it's, it's in the Ryan, extended do you know, edition do you know what it is in the bible do i, do I know i actually i haven't when you were visiting the woods, like in in search of things, did God tell you, you know, hey? Oh man, I mean, I I don't really know where consciousness starts, but I mean, but it's definitely God didn't put the soul at. I don't. I, I've I, I've seen like the representations of like heaven and hell, good and evil, all that stuff. But it's like the more I think about it, it's like there. I don't think there really is anything that's truly good or truly evil. It's just people doing stuff. And then whatever you think about that stuff and whatever you think about whatever you're doing, but it's like, I mean, it's an incredibly powerful metaphor, just like everything else. But I mean, once you start using those metaphors to control people, and that's like, I've been reading the book Sapiens and that's something that they talk about is like the differentiation between uh, like Neanderthals and Homo sapiens is like Homo sapiens have a much more complex language and they have the ability to create fiction, but they also have the ability to believe in fiction to the point that it becomes just as real as physical things and it now dictates what is done with those physical things. And it's it's incredibly interesting to think about. And it's also like, oh, wow, like. Bunch are, of monkeys worshiping sky wizards. Yeah, but it's like it's great because I was talking I was talking to my buddy Chad uh the other day we were just hanging out because he he had also read the same book and we were just bullshitting and we we're talking about like we were sitting in his backyard staring at the house and we were talking about like the 13th amendment and like the institution of slavery and it's like how weird is it that the institution of slavery is just as real as this house that we're staring at right now but i can go touch that house but it's like there are people that live in slavery because of an institution and it's not even a physical thing but it determines what happens to them in their real lives every day. And it's like, it is not objectively physically real, but it alters the course of people's entire lives. Yeah, And it's one of the most bizarre, mind-blowing things to me. Like this fucking abortion law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a legally binding piece of paper. Somebody drew an eagle on it, and now this it, it automatically makes this valid. And it's like none of this makes any fucking sense. Nope. But people believe in it the same way they believe in currency, the same way they believe in whatever it is that they believe. And it's like, yeah, you got to have something that gets you out of bed every day. But like, does it have to be shitty? <laughs> I, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Or like, do the things that get you are the things that get you out of bed every day? Do they make you feel shitty and you just feel obligated because that's not good either. And it's like, why are so many things the way that they are? And what can we do to make that different? And it's like, so many people will be like, Oh, you can't do that. And it's like, okay, you can't do it. I'm going to go do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. Like, yeah, like that. Why can't they just leave it at that? And they're like, no, you can't do that. And it's like, okay then don't Watch you me. you can't do it like i'm gonna go do whatever i want and yeah. then it's just like this back and forth and it's like all right i'm done talking to you and they're like no you're not and it's like okay i guess we're not but i'm gonna leave and like 
oh my god but yeah but yeah so like i i don't know. I feel like all that's gonna tie into the rest of the show anyway so it's like what do well, we got next you know, when you're talking about, I have to read a book that Jordan Peterson recommended years ago when I first discovered him, I think in 2016, 2015, okay. 2016, it's called Ordinary Men, how they got regular people to operate concentration camps, I think it is in World War II in Nazi Germany. Yeah. And how they could get average people, regular people who probably prior to this conflict didn't consider themselves to be bad individuals to go ahead and do these terrible things. I know that's pro it's probably an uneducated synopsis of the entire premise of the book. I haven't read it yet, but I know that he has cited it in his lectures and in his work in clinical psychology, uh, what he specializes in uh, prior to his ascent to fame and on all that. But Ordinary Men is the name of the book. And I know I got three credits on Audible, so I got to wrap up the uh, Devil's Chessboard really quick. And by the way, if anybody <laughs> has read it, it's right fucking here, dude. Guys. <laughs> it's insane. Guys, <laughs> the, the, the press regularly ignored people admitting to having part of the Kennedy assassination. Like, I mean, I'm not even joking. Like, legitimately people saying, we got that son of a bitch, and people were contracted by the CIA who happened to be in Dallas the day of the uh, the murder. It's not even a joke. You got you to gotta, you gotta check out the book. Get it on Audible if you really don't like to, you know, touch paper because, you know, for whatever reason. Or, you know, get it on paperback like this gentleman did right here. Anyway. Absolutely bananas. It is banana sandwich crazy, just like this show. And speaking of banana sandwich crazy, the individual who has Alzheimer's or dementia in the White House on Thursday, the day of, uh, well, I guess it would be a regular recording for us, but this is going to be happening in the future. Uh, Comrade Joe Biden, the hero of the working class, outlining a six pronged plan based on more vaccine mandates and school policies. Uh, this is from the dailymail.co.uk, a periodical of semi-ill repute. It says President Joe Biden on Thursday will present a six-pronged strategy intended to fight the spread of the highly contagious COVID uh, Delta variant and increase U.S. COVID vaccinations, the White House said Tuesday. The United States, which is number one, first place in the world in COVID-19 cases and deaths. See? You thought America was was it was in the rearview mirror. We're in first place, motherfucker. Gold medals we right here. USA is struggling to stem a wave of infections driven by the variant, even as officials try to persuade Americans who have resisted vaccination to get their shots. Rising caseloads have raised concern as children head back to school while also rattling investors and upending company return to office policy. That's you the know the re the real important part. Yeah, there real, we go. The real they important said, part. Say the quiet part loud. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> these these people can't read anyway. White House White House spokesperson not not our audience not the eleven and a half of you. The White House spokesperson Jen Balsacki told reporters traveling with Biden on Air Force One that he will lay out a six-pronged strategy working across the public and private sectors to help continue to get the pandemic under control. He had a barbecue mm -hmm. on uh, Independence Day saying that we declared our independence BBQ. from the virus, which turned out to be an unmitigated pile of horseshit, but he's not going to be held responsible for it. A six-pronged plan. Yes. In it's a lot of prongs, like, honestly, it's, it's, I feel it's like. It's like a fork and a half. Like You know how much spaghetti you can twirl on a fork with six prongs? But then oh, you gotta like, your, it's like, how wide is it? Like, you gotta stretch the sides of your mouth to fit it. And it's not very ergonomic, you, you know? Dislocate like, the jaw. <laughs> like, like a fucking king cobra, man. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, this is not a white belt night at the fucking uh, Italian restaurant. We're pro. Now, now I'm just imagining uh, ex Governor Cuomo fucking dislocating his jaw while eating spaghetti. Oh, that would be so. Great. Like, what's going on with like? I'm not trying to derail anything. No, no, no. Does anything no. else happen with that? Like, what's what's the well, deal? Oh no! Well, he's out of a job. He put in his two weeks, and that's the end of it. What did you want? <laughs> Dude, I like literally what anything else, it? I guess. I don't know. You like, actually expected justice to be well, no, 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 my friend. How naive. It, no, it's not even like it. It's like the it's the old like I went in with no expectations and I was still disappointed kind of thing. like I'm getting tired of saying it like it's. Yeah, it's just I don't well, know. Like, to keep you on track, I want you to talk to us about what you were saying, the correlation. Oh of the announcements and everything else because this ties into this article so yeah if you look at this okay. article i don't know if we can if we can throw it up on the screen so i can reference it angel's gonna get to work on that thank you very much this is and i'm not saying yeah correlation definitely doesn't imply causation i understand that but it is kind of just like an interesting little thing that it, i noticed reading this article it's and, a daily mail article yeah i have it i just uh no well new moo no, no, they, no. The uh, it's the Biden six prong attack. Yeah, the prongs in your ass. <laughs> the uh, like, but so, oh, I feel I like that pulled up. I was looking at it. I oh, feel like again, it's like six prongs though. It's like I know, like keep everything simple. Six, uh, like six isn't a lot of like it, it, context is required, I guess. But six prongs, like it sounds like a lot. <laughs> the number. But, of <laughs> the devil. But, but anyway, if you go down to the graph that says number of U.S. deaths per day in August and September, and it's all nice and red, you know, basic color theory, terrifying stuff. Um, Makes me hungry. Like, but, well, and that's why McDonald's chose its its colors, because red and yellow are associated with hunger or some shit like that. So yeah, that, like you drive by no, and you, see the sign, you're like, oh, I'm hungry. But I mean, uh, same thing. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're very hungry. Um, <laughs> so anyway, like just looking at this graph, though, it's like. I don't even have to look at any numbers. It's like, oh, this thing spikes at regular intervals. Mm. And those seem to be a week apart. So, like, what the fuck is happening every week where suddenly a ton of people just die? Yeah. Like that it's not happening on any other day. Like this. And I'm not, I'm not saying this is like skewing data or anything like that. Like, assuming this is true, honest, accurate reporting, what the fuck is happening every week in the United States where people are just dropping dead at rates not seen on any other day? I honestly don't know. Ivermectin over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then since they already had COVID, it gets listed as right. a COVID death. Okay. Like I'm high as three dudes on horse to wormer. Look out. <laughs> but it's like, so I was like, okay, I'm just going to look up like what was in the news COVID wise on all of these days. And the majority of these come from FDA, uh, like actual FDA articles on their website. So uh, the first spike is August 6th. I actually didn't look at August 6th are, for some reason. Are they Monday? So I actually, let's see. So the last spike what was day, on what? Brian, September. Brian, what, day, what days of the week are those reports? Are, 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 are those let spikes me, on Mondays by chance? Let me let me check my calendar really quick. Uh, no, it looks like Fridays. Friday. Oh, it's always best to let them go at the end of a week. You know, it. Uh, <laughs> what a great reference. <laughs> it minimizes the chances yeah. of uh, yeah. violence. They're, they're all on Friday. All Fridays. OK, OK. All, all Fridays. On Fridays. All okay. right. All right. Interesting. So I don't like off the top of my head, I don't really have any automatic associations with like what that could mean. But basically, so starting with August 13th, the like the second spike on that graph, the first one that goes above 1.5 K 
the FDA holds a stakeholder meeting to call uh, call together a committee to raise awareness to discuss pushing vaccines for children and adolescents as they are getting ready to go back to school for the school year. So it's like, okay, you have this big push in a meeting and it's like, oh, look, today, look at how many people died today. And it's like, I, I don't know why it's not happening on every other day, but it's like, it's the perfect day to have a meeting to raise awareness about something. Like, again, I'm not saying they're controlling like data or I don't know, but like numbers don't lie, people do. Spoiler alert, they are. I mean, I can't like I can't with what I have now, I can't really prove anything. I'm just pointing out like patterns that I have seen. And then if somebody else wants to run with it or if I get more time to sit down and look at it, I'll tell you what I find. But then the next big spike, literally a week later on the 20th. So August 19th, going into the 20th, you have the FDA sending a warning letter to it's a website. uh, It's pushmycart.com. And they're on Facebook and they sell products on Amazon as well. And they do like advertising for products that are allegedly supposed to prevent COVID exposure and contraction, and then also be able to treat uh, COVID, like if you were to contract it. And basically the whole point of this letter is like, hey, all of these products that you're selling on the internet, all the advertising that you're doing on Facebook, you're listing these products uh, like fraudulently, basically, like you have no, you have no right to claim that these things are able to prevent or treat COVID because you guys haven't received FDA approval on anything. So basically you need to stop marketing this stuff or stop selling it altogether. I didn't see anything in there about like punitive action that would be taken, but they sent a letter out to that website. And then again, on that day, you have a huge spike in the number of people that are dying. So it's like you have products getting pulled from the market that people could like potentially use for treatment. I don't know what these products are, how effective they are, if anybody's even tracking potential effectiveness. I didn't see anything about ivermectin in there, but I'm sure that'll be on the chopping block soon enough. Uh, And then if you go a week down the line to August 27th, another huge spike. And it's like they get progressively bigger, too. So it's like, what the fuck is happening every week? And it's like each Friday is worse than the last Friday. Uh, Don't know. Again. So then you have, uh, what was it? The National Institute of Occupational Safety and Health is, okay. So uh, this is also in an FDA article that was published on the 27th of August. Uh, The National Institute of Occupational Safety and Health uh, revokes respirator approvals issued to Shanghai Deshing. I hope I pronounced that properly, but basically they say that that company has, or organization has no quality assurance system. Therefore, all the products that they're pushing out, like I think they're mainly respirators, uh, are now invalid. So it's like that product isn't FDA approved. You can't use it for like true effective COVID protection. So it's like, okay, that day you have the biggest spike so far, at least in the last two months. And you also make... I don't know how much of the market they're responsible for as far as like COVID protection goes, but you just wipe them out as like a manufacturer. It's like their stuff is verboten now and it's not to be touched or trusted. So it's like, all right, you have the market's going to provide from somewhere who knows where, but I'm sure there's contractors ready to pounce on this stuff and they'll use the pressure of all these people dying in order to capitalize on it. And then, so if we jump to September 3rd, which is the most recent spike that we see. So this one, uh, this one's kind of combined. So on September 1st, the FDA announced a plan for uh, pushing out booster doses starting this fall, specifically with the Pfizer brand vaccine. 
And there's a meeting to be held uh, in regard to this push on September 17th at 8.30 in the morning till about 3.45. I don't know if that's Eastern Standard or what, but uh, I'm sure it'll be an interesting day. Oh, sure. uh, so it'll be people that don't have day jobs like me that end up watching it and then everybody will call them crazy, but that's okay. Uh, and then September 3rd, I found an NPR article because I couldn't actually find an FDA article on it for that day uh, regarding like anything, but I didn't really look that hard. Uh, but at the NPR article says officials are urging the White House to show or actually slow their booster rollout plan because they don't believe they have enough long term data to actually back the fact that boosters are needed. But it's like, OK, we've got our biggest spike in the last two months right here. And it's like we're rolling out this booster plan. It's like we need ammunition for this, basically. And people are starting to push back and say there's not enough long term data. But now we have a six prong point of attack where it's like, oh, we got to start rolling out. We got to give vaccines to children and so they can go back to school. And now it's like the original vaccine isn't enough because there's like three different variants that just rolled out that we don't know anything about. But we know they're even more transmissible and resistant to vaccines. And it's just like I like it's so hard to keep up with. It's so hard to like keep your head on straight. Oh, and yeah. I think I think like and again, it's like, oh, I don't know what that sound was. Um, and again, it's like. I don't know how much of this is purely intentional, how much of this is just like the result of everything that's happening, culminating all in this like massive ball of confusion. But it's like the more people you have confused and you just get them tired of trying to figure everything out, they'll eventually just listen to whatever you have to say and be like, all right, fuck it. It's usually a pretty effective strategy, what you just said anyway, um, you know, to wear out the enemy, I guess. It's kind of like siege mentality, right? We're just going to oh, yeah. park the bus and starve you out, I guess, or, you know, demoralize you to the point where you give up. And it's a highly effective tool, especially when you're dealing with the public. Uh, you know, here, speaking of variants, so this is an interesting article moving right along. And thank you for all of that information. We appreciate it because it's really important for people to get a full picture. Yeah, no problem. I mean, that's not as far from a full picture, but that literally just took me like 20 minutes on the Internet. So like anybody, most. anybody can do it. It's just look at patterns and see what you can find. Sure. Yeah, I agree with you. So, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you knew this. I'm going to have to talk to Todd about this. I'm not sure if the soap can kill this one in your ass. But in the U.S., the Mu variant, uh, is it Mu? Mu or Mu? M-U. Moo. Moo, like, 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 like cow or is it Mu? Marvel Universe. I, know, I guess that's the MCU. So... I don't know. I just say moo cow. Okay, so the MU variant, mu, mu, moo, or go fuck yourself variant, has been detected in 49 states in the District of Columbia, according to Newsweek. California has reported the highest number of, of this latest variant with 384. A total of 167 of those cases were found in L.A. County. I failed to see the problem. They can keep it. This is what makes getting vaccinated and layering protections is so important. These are actions that break the chain of transmission and limit COVID-19 proliferation that allows the virus to mutate into something that could be more dangerous, or it'll mutate to get past whatever mitigating factors you stuck in front of it, and it's going to do it anyway. Like, the, the, the shit's out of the donkey. You can't put it back in there. This fucker's going to keep changing just like the flu does. I'm sorry. I, this virus is once, I think especially if it's transmissible between animal and human, the show was over before it started. When that happens, it's it over. now endemic. Yeah, endemic, exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's just something that you're unfortunately going to have to live with. I mean, nobody shits themselves. Like, I, could, I couldn't even tell you if somebody was like, hey, 
you know, you, you should be careful going to the hockey game. You know, there's a big outbreak of flu up in Cuyahoga County. I'd be like, go fuck your mother. I'm going to the hockey game. If I get the flu and I die, so what? I'm having a hot dog. It's dollar dog night, and I'm watching the hockey game. Like, what are we doing here? Like, I-77 is a motherfucker. Do you know how easy it is to die on that piece of shit? I mean, it is a dangerous goddamn highway. Every day, the asshole 500 takes how many lives? Are you kidding me right now? Anyway. Safer to stay at home, man. Don't leave. Ever. Yeah, lock your doors are like the mushroom head song that Angel told me about. Trying to keep, you know, like people safe locked in their homes. But that's where we're headed anyway. Well, that's, that's what headed, it, you know? it drives everybody even crazier. Like, I I don't know. Um, and I don't want to derail a bunch of stuff here either. But it's like there's I've been reading a lot about like tribalism lately. And it talks about like basically any story of anybody that was either like kidnapped on the frontier and then started living with native tribes or people that like have just left their own society to go see what like more native tribes in other countries or areas do. It's like every single one of them, it's like, it kicked my ass, but it was like the coolest thing ever. And it taught me so much about what life is actually about. And then like all of them that were like, Hey, would you ever like to these tribesmen like, Hey, would you ever consider coming to America? And they're like, why would I go there? The place where people willingly throw themselves off of buildings to kill themselves. Like that idea is so foreign and laughable to them, but it's like here, it's literally one of the biggest problems in our culture and no one seems to know what to do about it. Well, I think a lot of that goes back to this puritanical uh, formation of the colonies to begin with, where you have this work is its own reward and people are killing themselves in the, in the service of, you know, like work, like work is not its own reward. There's nothing yeah. greater. Like you're not, you're not fucking saving children here. Like, bro, you, you, you work at a factory and you assemble parts like in assembled work orders, like calm down. Like, yeah, but it's like, and what was it? What was it that was like over the gates to Auschwitz? That wasn't it like work will set you free or some yeah, shit. I, I think it's pronounced Arbeit macht frei, which means work means freedom. Like loosely yeah. or work will make you free. Well, they, yeah, for the freedom of death, the release of sweet death as they, you know, push you into, you know, a gas chamber and kill seven million of you or six and a half or whatever the Nazis were uh, were doing. And by the way, the, 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 the Soviet Union killed that number in one year. It's just an observation that I'd like to make um, called the Holodomor in uh, Ukraine. It's just 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 an observation, not as serious as the Versailles Treaty, but it's that, that was like passive, too. It was like they didn't really even have to do anything. They just had to withhold a bunch of stuff. Bro, dude, if you guys read again, another book recommendation, the uh, Red Famine by Annie Applebaum where the people go, the, these NKVD guys will go to the houses in the Ukraine, or excuse me, Ukraine, because it's its own country. Uh, they would bring people that were dying to the door jam of the entrance of their home, so that way they didn't have to go further in the house, and they picked them up later in the week. Not even a joke. Not even a joke. They literally did that. They dragged the, the, the people who were still alive to the, door, to the door jam, so that way when they came and got them, they didn't have to go all the way in the house. It's literally like taking out the trash. Not even a joke. So go ahead and read it for yourself if you don't want to sleep at night or have a burning hatred of collectivist uh, state communism I like I do. Anyway, um, so just about this Mu uh, variant, uh, speaking of uh, horseshit. Mu. So the Mu, Mu, whatever, uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, uh, the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, said that health officials were maintaining a close eye 
on the move variant despite it not being at even at all close to becoming the dominant strain of the rona in this country which means that it probably is going to because this man is a awful witch doctor i mean at least the mayan witch doctors could get the, the you know the cycle of the sun right you know at least they could figure out when to manipulate people this guy's just pulling shit and i heard that he's in trouble i heard that they found out that he did finance or was part of the gain of function mm-hmm. thing so he he should be in trouble. I mean, don't well, shouldn't, just, didn't he like didn't he suppress a bunch of stuff about AIDS back in the eighties and like nothing I've ever happened that with too. that? Like I've heard that too. But no, no, no. This is the state. He has a doctor. lifelong history of being a piece of shit. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, what I don't understand though is like when because like I don't like everybody wants to think he's like the he's doctor science, he's fucking God, whatever. But it's like, there's no way he's the absolute top. And it's like, I don't know. And every story I've ever read, every movie I've ever seen, they get (laughs) everything they can out of this guy. And when he's no longer useful, they're going to put him out to pasture. And it's like, this guy, like, does he just think it's not going to happen to him? Does he think, does he not care that it's going to happen to him? Like, Listen, listen, that he is trying to extend his moment in the sun as mm -hmm. long as possible because he knows what the inevitable result is going to be. Now, I'm sure that his uh, his handlers have told him that he'd be protected after the fact, which is probably true. (laughs) Just like all the interpreters in Afghanistan that were like, you're going to be on the first flight out of here when we leave, buddy. Like, I Uh, promise. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. How fucking dirty. Um, Well, yeah. Yeah. Work for Uncle Sugar and see what you get. Uh, yeah, so this guy who's uh, even though it has not in essence taken hold to any extent here, we always pay attention to at all time, all variants at all times, uh, Fauci said. So the witch doctor, again, he is the state witch doctor. Nothing has changed. Nothing is new. This is the same goddamn thing that we've been dealing with time immemorial. You have the witch doctor that's appointed by the king to make sure that the people are scared all the time. You know, I, people still attend regular services on Sunday to get scared out of their mind about jerking off or liking gays or being gay or being trans because, you know, God is very upset with you or whatever. People still regularly, voluntarily subject themselves to ridiculous ideas at least once a week. So this isn't that much of a leap. This guy is a state sanctioned witch doctor as opposed to one on Sunday where you just, you know, you could have donuts with the crazy fucker afterwards when mm-hmm. the ceremony is over. At least there's donuts involved. Fauci, there's there's no donut involved. There's triple mask. Hey, if you got your vaccine, some people were getting donuts for it. Okay. Don't say that. That's misleading. No, I think they're offering <laughs> two donuts now. It's going to be two crispy. Two, two fucking donuts. Holy shit. I'm going to go. Yeah. About and 900 York, calories. In New York. It was like cheeseburger and French fries. <laughs> oh my God. But That's like, have you looked at the people that are like directors of health in other countries? And it's like, they always look like the least healthy people that have ever lived. They look is like, it, they look like it, me. I was going to say, no. was it, was it the one in Germany that looks like fucking Jabba the Hutt? <laughs> and then there's that one that lo- literally looked like the fucking crypt keeper. Like where was yeah. she out of? What She's state here. was she from? She's here. Isn't in she Ohio? The health, no, the health and human services director for like the entire country. Oh, is uh, it the trans person that's, uh, that's been appointed? I don't and know. It has the white I, hair and it's like, looks like Doc Brown, but no, you know, without looks like those the lovable crypt, features. The crypt keeper. Like it's like, you know, anorexic or something. I oh, don't know. Lori she Lightfoot. Looked, she looked like she was. No, like, Lori Lightfoot. Have you? Okay. Lori so Lightfoot. Shout out to like the fucking pug. It'll be a shout out to the Tim Dillon podcast. But did you hear the episode that they did about Lori Lightfoot? 
No, I haven't listened. Oh, to it yet. they found like some old. It was, they found her old Yelp review from like 2017 of some limo service before she was like mayor of Chicago, and it's the funniest fucking thing that's ever happened because she just gets caught. Like an entire company catches her in the middle of a fat lie, and is just like, "You are a piece of shit and a liar. Like, go fuck yourself." That's funny. That that. But- those those qualifications make you eligible to be mayor of Chicago. It does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, clearly, but um, it is on the checklist. <laughs> but no, she's been like a bureaucrat forever. She before that worked on like the police accountability task force or some <laughs> shit. So oh yeah, like th- like oh it's crazy. It's absolutely yeah. insane. Uh, uh, police accountability. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot to massage the balls. Oh, see, I don't have a lot of experience doing them, you know. I mean, unfortunately, I can't. Police, police accountability. That's a fucking joke. <laughs> One that we shouldn't be laughing at. No, that's all you yes, can do, though. Are. I swear. I swear. It's like, what else if are you going to do? Laughing you about, laugh. I'm laughing at the irony. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> like it's incredibly fucked up, but like, it's, I don't it's know. the irony that, that yeah. gets me. <laughs> police accountability <laughs> like, well, we solved we solved police accountability we'll give them all blanket immunity yeah no problem now 25 yeah. dogs a day ladies and gentlemen 25 dogs a day um if you love dogs you cannot be a friend of the police i'm sorry those two things are mutually exclusive and that includes police dogs which they have routinely abused and killed and left in their cars not too far from where i live Dude, they as surgically well as, as well as their wives they beat their wives too so. they give them like titanium teeth and shit too and it's like i mean i know a dog didn't consent to that like yeah no, no they did, definitely didn't it's it's awful now while we have digested plenty of awful news, I would like to switch to some at least decent news, not that it's going to make a difference. Uh, this is from the AP News. This will be in the show notes. As the 20th anniversary of September 11th, 2001, terrorist attacks approaches, Americans increasingly balk at intrusive government surveillance. Not like you're going to be able to do anything about it's it. 20 years too late, buddy, at least. <laughs> In the name of national security and only about a third believe that the wars in afghanistan and iraq were worth fighting that number is way too high according mm-hmm. to a new poll more americans also regard the threat from domestic extremism as more worrisome than that see that automatically negates the entire thing and i'll tell you why because the greatest threat to your rights is the <laughs> terrorists that call themselves lawmakers judges policemen and uh, they're bringing all of them back from overseas so they can start killing us here you don't remember. See, you're a little too young, but some of you in the audience remember the sovereign citizen movement that they they really demonized that one. They tied McVeigh to it, even though like what was it at Elohim City? They had a shitload of federal agents already working there. Like they knew shit was going to go down at minimum and did nothing about the uh, the building in Oklahoma City getting blown up. Like this is we're recycling shit. Well, no, they get to use it. They're like, oh, like we can stop this and save a bunch of people, but it's like if we don't, we could make a fuck ton of money and get a shit ton of power like and they also had a daycare there so then it's a it's a it's a twofer because you got to kill children god damn it and stand upon their graves much like david chipman did in waco um burnt body smiling for a picture thank you he says it wasn't him but it was him (laughs) yeah i'm not who i used to be either but like i still never stood over top of burning children and posed for a picture but like I, i don't think any of us did um 
The poll by the Associated Press Center for Public Affair Research shows that support for surveillance tools aimed at monitoring conversations taking place outside the country, once seen as the, as vital in the fight against the tax, has dipped in the last decade. Oh, oh well, that's that's wonderful. That's <laughs> international threats are again generating headlines following the chaotic end to the twenty year war in Afghanistan. They got all our guns now. Dude, how about, well, I'm going to pronounce it like the guy on Vice, that one soy boy. He goes, Afghanistan. Like he Afghanistan. Like, bro, we know you didn't go to Oxford. Go fuck yourself. Like, it's Afghanistan. Just say it normal, bro. Just to be a normal Af- guy. Afghanistan. Oh, dude. I, every time I see him, I want to break his jaw with a baseball bat. I just want to <laughs> crack at it in, in Grand Theft Auto. In particular, 40, 46% of Americans say they oppose the U.S. government responding see it would have been great if you would have ended it there because then that's a real good leap oppose the u.s government unfortunately that's not the end of the sentence responding to threats against the nation by reading emails sent between people outside of the u.s without a warrant as permitted under law for purposes of foreign intelligence collection that's compared to just 27 percent who are in favor an ap poll conducted one decade ago more favored than opposed the practice 47 to 30 percent the new poll was conducted between August the 12th and 16th, as the Taliban were marching toward the rapid takeover of the country. Since then, Afghanistan's Islamic State affiliate launched the suicide bombing that killed at least 160 Afghans and 13 U.S. service members. And experts have warned about the possibility of foreign militant groups rebuilding strength with the U.S. presence gone. Well, we yeah, we, we paid a lot of money for the bullets and the bombs. You need to get your fucking ass back in the sandbox and go play. Anyway. In a marked turnabout from the first years after September 11th, when Americans were more likely to tolerate the government's monitoring of communications in the name of defending the homeland. No, no, no. They weren't tolerant. They didn't know. Well, okay. Things are different. So do you think, like, talking about recycling old material, do you think they're like, oh, if we keep following the same trend and we just make it a little bit more extreme every time, the outcome's going to be the same? It's like, do you think they're just going to do something that's like, 9-11 9-11 times whatever so that way it's like we, we if we really want to justify going back overseas we have to do something even more out or something even more outrageous has to happen i Not think it, i think it already happened to answer your question i think covid provided uh what uh, 9-11 could never do because not even 9-11 resulted in this like a couple of days later everybody else was back to bed they were scared yeah they were back to business you know what i mean everybody was back even the, the george w bush was telling people to go shopping for christmas no, this this pandemic has provided them everything and more, everything and more. When you have policemen who are going to throw individuals in jail for gathering at a Thanksgiving celebration or perhaps at a funeral, 9-11 doesn't mean shit compared to this. Like, like this is this is the coup de grace. This is the pièce de résistance. This is the number fucking one. This is by far like they didn't even have to write legislation. People just fell in line. See, that's the crazy. That's the crazy thing, because now the CDC is like, oh, people don't have to pay rent. But hey, tenant or like, uh, hey, landlords, like your mortgage is still due. And that's not that was nobody voted on it. Nobody not like I, I get what you're saying. I'm you're- getting caught up in it now because I'm like, I don't think voting means anything really. But it's like now they're not even doing that. So it's like you've removed that step that most people consider sacred and you don't even care. Right. But they don't even seem to care now either because they're like, oh, this is for our best interests. And it's like, ah, uh... I don't no. even know how. <laughs> like, what part of this was what any of you wanted or were interested in? Yeah. Like, it's not in your best interests at all. 
otherwise you wouldn't be feeling the way that you feel right now. I was telling Angel this previously. I think that there's a large proportion, you know, not greater than 50%, but definitely greater than, uh, than 20 who genuinely enjoy this environment. Well, I really feel that there's a lot of people. I'm not talking about power brokers. I'm not talking about lawmakers oh, no. who already live above this. I'm talking about regular people that perhaps that you work with or know. That, that they don't have to try hard at anything you're, anymore you're, because you're they have average, the ultimate cop out. Your average beta that's suddenly a hero because they fucking put a muzzle on. There it is. Mm. Yeah. Oh, like I was going to do this, but it didn't work out because of COVID. Everybody's going to believe that because they're like, oh, yeah, COVID sucked. But it's like now yep. also anybody that's still trying to go out and do anything, achieve their dreams or just live like what they would consider to be a normal, sustainable life. That's out. That's outlandish, bonkers, yep. crazy shit. And they get to virtue signal all over you because you're the one killing people. And it's just like, oh, my God. Like, no, Unfortunately, it's going to get a lot of people killed. Like, for example, Angel was approached by somebody at her job mm -hmm. when she was on her way to the bathroom lecturing her about a mask. Now, she's crazy, but she's not that crazy because if she was really, really crazy, that's how you get stabbed. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, I just told the person that I don't know. I don't subscribe to what they were saying to me. And, yep. and I told them to mind their own business. And then they told me that they hoped that I got sick and said, I hope See, they want you to suffer because you're not listening to them. And then I said to her, I hope I get sick and then I die. And then I hope you read about it and you feel terrible, <laughs> but they won't and Bitch. like, and I was like, I, I thought in a moment of saying to her, but then I'm like, she'll definitely call the cops. If I say this, like, you know people get killed in the street for less than three dollars and you're talking about why don't you have a mask on well said you know and i didn't say that to her but i could have been a crazy motherfucker with a knife in my hand just holding it because people do that shit and just fucking stabbed her in the jugular there's no cameras there right <laughs> my, my much like our currency, <laughs> these masks are fiat right you know what i mean like i but i'm not crazy i'm not that crazy like i'm down. You'll write a book about it instead of actually doing it. Right. <laughs> that's the that's the fine line. Well, the reason why I say that is because I watched a video that morning where this guy completely lost his mind and was arguing with his neighbors over shoveling snow. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And murdered him in the street. And murdered them in the street. And I'm like, and this lady's telling me that she hopes that I get sick. Like if I was mentally disturbed like that. that that story was whack. That dude You're literally like the woman who told you, I hope you get sick. Right. right yeah. Exactly. I mean, fucking that video, though, like watching that video, the guy like the guy comes out with a gun brandishing it and they're still talking shit. And it's just like that. That's like that's that is really ballsy like i could not do what you do because it's like you're this dude's pointing it at you yeah. and it's literally like what are you gonna do shoot me and he literally shoots them in the street and leaves them like, like and then comes back because they're laying in the street screaming and finishes the job and it's like holy fuck like yeah you never know you never know what people are capable of you said to the lady you should have kept your mouth shut or something yeah Back then, it's like God damn. That's absolutely insane, like, ladies and gentlemen. You never know who. You're I want to know how long do you think they lived across the street from each other? A long time, because they were like it was like a dispute, like an ongoing dispute, like with each other over random bullshit. You know? Yeah. People, man. I, don't, I don't talk to my neighbors. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, or if I do, I'm not going to immediately just start talking shit to them over something like. Right. 
Oh, man. It's just, hey, listen, just be very careful who you're dealing with. And, you know, you don't have to be a tough guy and say, what are you going to do about it? Because someday somebody might do something about it. And then you have to respond proportionally. In that case, they had no guns and they had no ability to stop a man with a rifle who had had enough of your shit. They didn't even have an ability to stop a bleed. Like, they're literally just laying there leaking, like, all over the street. The dude killed himself after he killed those two people. See, that is also the biggest bitch move ever. Like, if you're going to do it, don't go out and take other people out with you before you go. Like, I like not that I think he planned on doing it immediately or like anyway. And maybe that was like, well, back myself into a corner here. I guess I'm just going to do it. But like, I like no one should like ideally no one should do it at all. But if you're going to do it and you're dead set on it, leave everybody else out of it. Nobody wants to join your death cult. Go alone. Don't be a pussy. Like, I don't know. I, I agree with you. Don't be don't be a pussy. Be a man. Kill yourself. See, no. <laughs> By yourself. See, I, I can't wait for that to get taken out of context, but like, I don't know. We're not not popular enough for people to miss. (laughs) I am a big proponent of mental health, and it's like this last year and a half has been hard on a lot of people. Definitely don't kill yourself, but don't kill other people too in cold blood for no reason. Like, there's a hierarchy to a lot of this, but all of them are still bad things. But also, it's incumbent upon you as the individual just to avoid the conflict. Yeah. If there if there doesn't need to be a fight, there doesn't need to be a fight. Not everything is a, is the fucking battle of Thermopylae the last stand. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be an asshole. Yeah. You don't have to be an asshole. No. You're like, no. hey, well, man, I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah. No problem. We can fix it. Not a big deal. I mean, de-escalation is the way. If we expect cops to de-escalate, which they don't, but we should set a better example by saying, hey, whoa, man, it's cool. Like, there's no need for this. Like. I'll make it right. We'll make it right together, whatever it is. And I think John Korea talks about that in that video that Angel's talking about mm-hmm. from Active Self-Protection, where he's like, de-escalate, de-escalate, de-escalate. There's no reason to get to let it to go to that level. Abs- over fucking snow? Mm-hmm. Over <laughs> it falls from the sky, dude. Like, it's going to be around. Like, you got to find a way to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to have a huge fucking problem. Or, right. like, like, if you can't afford to move somewhere warmer, like, yeah, you got to deal with it. Like... Yeah, I, and most of us are stuck with it anyway. I feel. Yeah, but it's like, I have never killed anybody because it snows. Like, you know? Yeah. like I, I Good mean, to know. Yeah. We were I've, I've never yeah. graduated college. I, I I'm not had a, my <laughs> suspicions. I'm like, you know that Brian guy? Just an average, he, everyday, he, normal guy. He's the type <laughs> of dude that'll kill you over snow. <laughs> He's got well, that like, twinkle. He's got that twinkle in his eye. It says if you use the wrong brand of snow shovel, <laughs> he's gonna snap it in half and shove it up your ass. Yeah. Yes, sideways. So, um, getting back, no spit. No spit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Going in dry. Mm. So, getting back to this article here, uh, we're talking about the. I don't know how we got here, but we did. That's fine. Whatever. Uh, I mean, um, we we really things. covered everything we've meant to cover, and then just added a bunch of shit. Like, Angel? I think it was me because I got off topic about stabbing somebody in the neck. No, no, no. You're the boss. You get away. With it. <laughs> you're the boss, but you're still an ass clown. Yeah, um, it's true. We're talking about this article here, and there's this uh, people are talking about how much they d- don't think the, the government should have this kind of power 20 years after. And it doesn't really make a difference because two wars later, they're both L's. Um, they, the, the mission was not accomplished. And uh, I'm sure, they'll, don't worry, if you're from Afghanistan, if you're a listener from Afghanistan, if you're not, we'll be back, or they'll be back, excuse me. I'm not going anywhere. I mean, I barely leave the county. So good luck to you. Um, I'm sorry for all of your troubles. I want you to be able to grow poppy in peace so you can sell heroin on the open market to people who want to use it. I really don't care what 
we do. Did you see what's happening over there now, though, with like, I think it's a group of like 50 people that were like Intel officers or special forces or something. And they're like, yeah, fuck this. Like, we're still bringing people out like for them. They just have they're like, we're not leaving without as many people as we can take out with us. And they have uh, they literally call it like Pineapple Express. Like, I'm not even kidding. And anybody anybody that shows up and flashes like a picture of a pineapple or something, they're like, all right. Yep. Like, come with us. We're going to smuggle you out of the fucking country. That's pretty rough. So we're going to a swingers party. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't pineapples like a sign for swingers, too? I have no idea. That's what I've heard. Dude, is that true? Because there's a local grocer here in the area that pineapple is their Angel, you better be careful when you shop at that store, man. Maybe maybe there's swingers or or swinger orgies going on in the stock room. I'm still getting. Is this pineapple gate? I was going to get a pineapple tattoo. Wait a second. Why is there condensed milk on the outside of this can? (laughs) Angel goes in there for seafood salad and they're like sizing her up. Like you got to put the seafood salad down and get the fuck out of there. It's (laughs) bad news. Um. Real quick before we uh, before we uh, shift to uh, getting off the show, so we wanted to do something a little bit different this time. I know some of you are anticipating quiz time. Paul B, you get a break this week. No D pluses. Uh, this no is no D pluses. No D pluses. He sends me pictures of his guesses. So very legit. I think it's awesome. So we're going to be talking. We did. It. We're going to do something called an anarchist profile, and sometimes we'll have ones that have been covered by others. This particular time, we're going to cover somebody that was kind of left out of the latest batch of books that came out by uh, writers who were collecting anarchist, um, you know, uh, writings or, you know, famous essays and things like that. So the individual we're talking about is a a Spanish radical anarcho-syndicalist by the name of Buenaventura Duruti, who lived from uh, 1896 until 1936. Like I said, he was a radical anarcho-syndicalist. He led the CNT, which in Spanish is the Confederación Nacional de Trabajo, during the Spanish Civil War. Uh, the Sp- okay, so to give you an idea what syndicalism is, and someday Chris and I are going to let you guys know where you can listen to our two-hour fucking show we did on the schools of anarchism that was recorded with awful equipment. I'm sweating just thinking about being in that room. Right, right. Job, though. Angel knows what I'm talking about. Um, Anarcho-syndicalism is a political philosophy and anarchist school of thought that views revolutionary industrial unionism or syndicalism as a method for workers in a capitalist society to gain control of an economy and thus control influence in a broader society. The end goal of syndicalism is to abolish the wage wage system regarding it as wage slavery. Anarcho-syndicalist theory therefore generally focuses on the labor movement. So just to give you a little bit of a slice there. So the background here, so we have the Spanish Civil War, which went on from 1936 to 1939. Quick faction rundown. So you had the Republicans were mostly leftist forces allied with anarcho-communists and anarcho-syndicalists like the CNT. You had the International Brigade like the Lincoln Brigade, which our friend Ernest Hemingway was a part of. He was there. I know Emma Goldman was there, too, uh, set up by the USSR. That particular International Brigade was set up by the USSR, backed by the Communist International. You had Basque forces. And the Spanish People's Army, which was the army of the Spanish Republic that deposed the, the monarch prior to this. Uh, Mexico also threw their support in for some reason. I'd have to look further into it. And the nationalist forces were monarchists, Carlists. Yes, it's an, it's an actual faction, Carlists, who wanted to establish another branch of the Bourbon dynasty on the Spanish throne. Traditionalists, phalangists, which were authoritarian conservatives, which I, I mean, come on, really, that's not much of a stretch. Uh, and backed by Italy and Nazi Germany. 
So Deruti was born to a working class family, and he described himself as a libertarian socialist. He fled to France in 1917 due to his participation in a strike that the Spanish army broke up, killing over 60 people and injuring close to 500 workers. About 2,000 striking workers were imprisoned without due process as a result. He participated in the unsuccessful assassination of Spanish King Alfonso XIII. He was part of a group of anarchists that was implicated in the assassination of Cardinal Juan Soldevia y Romero, which itself was vengeance for the state killing an anarcho-syndicalist by the name of Salvador Segui. He worked with the CNT militarily to fight the nationalist forces during the Civil War, leading 3,000 anarchists in arms. He was killed on the 19th of November, 1939, in the Battle of Madrid. Some speculate that he was killed by deliberate gunfire from his own men, accidental gunfire from his own men, or by a nationalist sniper. His body was transported to Barcelona, where 500,000 people attended his funeral. His death is considered to be the beginning of the end for a powerful anarchist movement in Spain and syndicalism as a whole. Here are some quotes by uh, Mr. Deruti. From my earliest years, the first thing that I saw was suffering. And if I couldn't rebel when I was a child, it was only because I was unaware being, being then. But the sorrows of my grandparents and parents were recorded in my memory during those years of unawareness. How many times did I see our mother cry because she couldn't give us the bread that we asked for? And yet our father worked without resting for a minute. Why couldn't we eat the bread that we needed if our father worked so hard? That was the first question whose answer I found in social injustice. And since that same injustice exists today, 30 years later, I don't see why, now that I'm conscious of this, that I should stop fighting to abolish it. I don't want to remind you of the hardships suffered by our parents until we got older and could help out the family. But then we had to serve the so-called fatherland. The first was Santiago. I still remember my mother weeping, but even more strongly etched into my memory are the words of our sick grandfather who sat there disabled next to the heater, punching his legs in anger as he watched his grandson go off to Morocco while the rich bought workers' sons to take their children's place. Don't you see why I continue to fight as long as these social injustices exist? I've been an anarchist all my life. I hope I've remained one. I should consider it very sad indeed had I, to, had I to turn into a general and rule the men with a military rod. They've come to me voluntarily that they're ready to stake their lives in our anti-fascist fight. I believe, as I always have, in freedom, the freedom which rests on the sense of responsibility. I consider discipline indispensable, but it must be inner discipline, motivated by a common purpose and a strong feeling of comradeship. We have always lived in slums and holes in the wall. We will know how to accommodate ourselves for a while, for you must not forget that we can also build. It is we who built these palaces and cities here in Spain and America and everywhere. We, the workers, we could build others to take their place and better ones. We are not in the least afraid of ruins. We are going to inherit the earth. There is not the slightest doubt about that. The bourgeoisie might blast, its, blast and ruin its own world before it leaves the stage of history. We carry a new world here in our hearts. The world is growing in this minute. Those are the quotes we have from Mr. Deruti. If you want to look up uh, anything further, please go ahead and do so. He doesn't get a lot of attention, but that was a pretty pivotal moment in history. And by the way, if you haven't read For Whom the Bell Tolls, and I'm not talking about listening to For Whom the Bell Tolls by Metallica, which is an excellent song, that song is based on the book that Hemingway wrote. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. If you have credits on Audible, you could get it there. I have it on Audible as well. It's an excellent, excellent book that gives you what he saw. Uh, Mr. Hemingway saw while he was over there in Spain during the Civil War, and it's a tremendous piece of uh, of literary work. I think you would enjoy it, especially if you listen to this show. So, 
Brian has something for us with regard to uh, Buenaventura de Ruti. Uh, go ahead, Brian. So there are a couple things that I, I mean, you covered most of like all the stuff that I checked out, but I thought it was interesting, like even just reading his name. Uh, so I believe his, first, his whole name is Jose Buenaventura Durati or yeah. Durruti, and like Buenaventura literally means good fortune. Mm-hmm. So like I thought that because uh, cognates, I guess, are like I just linguistics. Uh, that was pretty interesting to me. And then let's see, you covered like basically this whole page of stuff that I have written down. And then at the bottom, uh, it talks about like references recently to. Uh, Rudy and one of them is a pop punk band I believe they're English and it's called the Rudy Column which is named after the 3,000 uh, men or uh, people that he led to fight in what was it Barcelona mm-hmm. uh, so that was called the Rudy Column but they uh, they misspelled the name but that's their band name and then I've never looked into them but I guess I'll have to check them out now and then uh, Willem von Spronson, I think I pronounced their name correctly. They were uh, labeled an American domestic terrorist that was shot and killed in Tacoma, Washington in 2019 while attempting to disable a fleet of uh, ICE buses that they were going to use to deport like a bunch of immigrants that they had locked in detention centers. He used a pseudonym, which was, I believe he used Emma DeRudy because that was Emma Goldman and then Buena Ventura DeRudy. And I started reading into that story a little bit and it was honestly kind of insane. Like, yeah, the guy's trying to destroy property. I get that. But, and it's government property. Uh, And the report is that he was shot on site by the police in, I can't remember what day it was in 2019 for attempting to like ignite propane tanks and use those to firebomb the bus garage or something. But the way they wrote it, it's like, Oh, he was attacking the staff and uh, the immigrants that were housed at this center and it was a threat to the staff and immigrant safety and it's like they're housed there like oh we were providing a service to them by locking them away in this detention center so we can deport them back to mexico or wherever yeah it's like oh they're being housed there and it's just like it's that one word in the entire article where it's just like that is the fulcrum for all of this it's just one word turns all of this into bullshit i mean like and it's so interesting because there's people there and it's like, oh, there were immigrants housed there. And it's like, dude, no, like that's a fucking concentration camp and cops are getting honored as heroes for keeping people trapped in a concentration camp just long enough that they can send them back to wherever they came from. And it's fucking ridiculous. It's outrageous. You got to back the blue, right? Oh, my God. I'm so fucking tired of it. It's, it's really bad. It's disgusting. It's fucking disgusting. It's fucking disgusting. Because it's like, I'm not saying it's to the point that like, it's the literal Gestapo, but it's like, I mean, it's coming. And it's like, they're going to have a lot of people sympathizing. And it's like, it's, they're going to have all this new technology because it's like, we're, we, I mean, we didn't bring a lot of it home and now the Taliban has it, but it's like the stuff that we did bring back. If the military doesn't rate it and doesn't have the budget for it anymore, it's all going to get dermoed sent somewhere else, but it's like, they're not going to destroy that shit. They're going to auction it off to your local police department, your small town. Like they are like I, Athens, Ohio already has an MRAP, a mine resistant ambush protected vehicle. And that was like four years ago. So who knows what the fuck they're going to have now for no reason. Like 
they used it to shut down an entire street. They just had to park it sideways, like that boat that blocked the Suez Canal. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's you goddamn college kids down in Athens. That's why yeah, they get too drunk and rowdy and stand in the street too long. Like, it's it's your entire economy. What the fuck are you doing? Like, uh, oh, other than the university, like taking a shit ton of money from people, also. But like, you know what I mean? They all they they come together. It's I do. seasonal. I, but, yeah, it's seasonal. That's right. Um. So I appreciate everybody checking out uh, the show, the profile. Hope you enjoyed everything. Please check out the show notes. Does anybody have anything before we have to close up real quick? Because I am absolutely dying for dinner. <laughs> so we have to close up real quick. Christopher, do you have anything before we uh, end the show? No, sir. I will not make you any more hangry than what you already are. <laughs> He's a good man. I'll you... leave that. I'll leave that honor to Brian. <laughs> All right. Do it. Brian, do you have anything else before we shut the shop? Uh, I don't have anything really too specific other than like I've been working on. (laughs) No, no, no. This is important (laughs) because this is like a broad strokes thing. But it's like recently it's like I've been spending a lot more time outside and a lot more time like actually going out into the community and kind of seeing what kind of like resources are available as far as like community service, community outreach for people that have fallen on hard times. But it's also interesting to see like some of the holes that exist. And it's like, how the fuck are these even problems? Because like one that I touched on with a couple of my friends and we're trying to look into now is like, uh, at least where I live in a school district, it was like 10% of children weren't receiving food outside of school. So there's like programs in place to provide them with food, but it's like, they obviously need more help And it depends entirely on the community because it's like looking at these schools that are taxpayer funded and they still don't have money. Like, uh, well, this originally started with like prior to COVID school lunches weren't provided. So it's like, where the fuck is the money for it going? Because it's like you have children locked in a building that they can't get out of unless they do homeschooling or something. And you're going to have them for one mealtime at least. And you're not giving them food. They and, spent it all on a new gender studies program but, or something. Who the fuck knows? Or like somebody didn't want to take a pay cut. So now children don't get to eat. It makes no fucking sense. Uh, so like we started diving into that and realized that now only because of COVID, there's a program that does that. And it's only been rolled out for the last year. And there's no sign that it will actually stick around afterward if there is an after. Um, and then that kind of got the ball rolling on like the problem with children not getting food. And that's just been like a deep rabbit hole that we've been falling into. But we're working toward like community-based solutions for that because clearly the government can't do anything about it or won't. Yes. To both of those. Uh, so, yeah. That's all I have right now. Excellent. I look forward to hearing more about this. Angel, do you have anything boss lady? No, I was thinking about, um, you know, doing an, an anarchist profile on um, Mr. Woody Harrelson. Oh, excellent. We would like to hear about that. A lot of people don't know he's one of us or yeah. one of them or whatever we are. Yeah, no, so that's very cool. We so, look forward to that. Maybe yeah, next week. Maybe. All right. That, um, I know quiz time will be back at some point here. Maybe next week. Probably next week. But uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you know what time of show the time of the show is right now. As uh, fall approaches, you know, it's a wonderful time of the year for some of us. It gets a lot cooler out. But still, in those crevices in your body, the sweat lingers. The stink remains. What are you going to do about that stink? The move virus, the move, var- the move variant of the virus is out there, <laughs> but the Delta variant rages on. We have it confirmed that Todd's gay soap kills the, the Delta variant inside of your asshole when you wash with his soap. And what more could you possibly ask for for two birds of one stone? Clean smelling asshole, 
clean smelling genitalia, your clean, clean smelling body, plus killing the virus inside of your asshole with Todd's gay soap. I can't recommend it enough, please. And once again, if I have to keep making this citation, ladies and gentlemen, Brian's own proctologist said in his entire career of practicing medicine, because of Todd's gay soap, Brian had the cleanest asshole he'd ever seen in his long career. Yeah, he's since retired because he knew he wasn't going to see a better looking right? asshole. He's like, I've seen the holy grail of chili rings. <laughs> where do you go once retired. you've reached the top? Like, right. why? <laughs> I'll tell you where you go. You go to Akron Apothecary and check out the soap that Todd has for sale. New flavors are coming, new soaps. He's also on Instagram now. He's tagged in our last post. He'll be tagged on this post. Please patronize our friend Todd. Support the gay community. Prove to everybody that you're not a bigoted piece of shit and you like to smell good. I don't see what's wrong with either one of those put together. So please check out Todd the Gay's Very Gay Soap. Uh, we'll have some more sponsors uh, coming next week. It's going to be very exciting. Also, I apologize to some of you that I told I was going to be doing a live stream, or not a live stream, but um, I was going to do an unboxing of the new Metallica box set that I got. My wife got it for me. I haven't been able to do that because I got lazy. I was also supposed to do a Twitch stream of Age of Empires 3. I've completely failed on all these things. I actually have them written down here, but you I never anything. You should download Rust and we could play that later. That would be fun to play. Um, I'm going to be out of town uh, this weekend. I'm going to be checking out some stuff, but please uh, patronize our sponsors. Check out everybody's stuff here. Uh, these guys play a lot of um, Escape from Tarkov. They're a lot of fun. They got uh, Brian's got the Twitch thing going on. Check us out. We don't do much on the fucking on Twitter because it sucks. It's really not been fun anymore. <laughs> yeah, we retweet stuff, and occasionally I tell somebody that their post sucks. Fuck you. But okay, but it's really not that. It's really not that great anymore. It hasn't been great for a while. So check out our blog section. That is great, and the people who write the blogs are great, including our friend Paul B from Beatdown. So from me to all of you. Thank you very much for listening, and uh, we hope to talk to you real soon. Okay, bye. Bye. I'm going to eat dinner.